When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply order, visit VaqueroscaFe.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go <laughs> Put them together for Thursday and for the madness. It's here. And as of 11.15 this morning, it's on and it uh, goes. Two days. 64 teams, 32 games, 16 today, 16 tomorrow. Head on a swivel, Buck. Head on a swivel. A lot Absolutely. of basketball. Get your brackets in. You've got uh, get you the official time clock at hornfm.com. Two hours, 54 minutes to get those brackets in. 11 o'clock this morning is when you got to get them, get them locked and loaded at hornfm.com. And you are you're still uh, you still sifting through some final decisions. Or are you in? Yeah, just a couple. Okay. Just, I'm trying to figure out the fighting shockers. Ooh. Or he's got a good team. You had him winning a minute ago. Yeah, but you looked at him. You gave me that cross look like, what's wrong with you? Cross look. Like, they'll they'll win the first game, probably the second. They won't get that far. They'll get two. I oh. just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's PTSD from here because, again. It is. He didn't win a, a tournament game here, and he had some pretty good teams, that, that, pretty talented teams. Not, 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 not teams that are going to make a run to the national championship, but teams good enough to win a game, <laughs> win a game in the tournament. Uh, so, and they were snake bit a little bit. God, what was the year when the guy hit the half court shot to beat him? Oh, I mean, just across half court. I mean, there was some of that. And then the Abilene Christian game was just a There's nightmare. There's no excuse for that one. No, but um, did win the NIT. Got a banner. Did win the NIT. Got a ring. Did take uh, Virginia Commonwealth all the way to the Final Four way back as a as a play in team. So yes, but uh, if if Marquette wins their first game, it'll be Shaka's first tournament win in the NCAA tournament in, de- in a decade. So, but yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of people like that that side of the bracket and like Marquette in it. Guess who we're going to talk to in about one hour, Buck? I know at the bottom of this hour we who are, are going to call David, David Pierce, Pierce, yes, the head baseball coach at Texas. Absolutely. After we, uh, Dropped the ball uh, on that situation last week. But you, know, you people won't day, forget. It's a good day to talk to them because they've won seven straight. They're playing good baseball. They've got uh, you know some some good things happening. They're up over 500 now and, and looking forward to this weekend series with New Orleans. And then conference play begins right after that. So we'll talk to Coach Pierce. Also, in one hour, we're going to get on with uh, our man Brad Kellner. Brad Kellner, of course, former colleague of ours here at the Horn and now doing great radio down in Houston. And uh, we'll talk to BK about this Midwest bracket. He's got uh, good knowledge on the Houston Cougars. Loves this Kansas, of course. Of course, he loves Kansas, but he's a Longhorn graduate, so he kind of crosses all paths here. So we'll talk to BK about his how his bracket looks, how uh, 
He thinks Texas will fare in the Midwest bracket. And uh, how about when the uh, the Longhorns maybe play the Aggies on Saturday? Hey, now. Pretty good game. Pretty good game. Now both have to handle their business tonight. And if you're going to see the Aggies, you got to stay up late tonight. I want to get a nap today at some point because they play at 9 o'clock tonight. They're going to tip off with the last game of the day in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, playing Penn State, uh, the Penn Staters. Your guys back east that, that are going to be rooting for Penn State, that game won't start till 10 o'clock. They don't care. The the next day is St. Paddy's Day. You think anybody's going to work there? <laughs> Kidding me? And St. Paddy's Day on a Friday? On a, on a Friday? Come on, man. Uh, there you go. All right, we'll talk to Brad Kellner. We're going to talk to our man David Pierce at the bottom of the hour. Right now we're going to get you your headlines. Make sure you're caught up on the, uh, the busy uh, sports day. UBO. Actually, Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And let's start with uh, Texas baseball. We'll talk to Coach Pierce bottom of the hour, but his team did finish off a midweek sweep of North Dakota State last night, 7-4 to the win. Eric Kennedy hit his first two home runs of the year, part of a 3-for-5 night. Dylan Campbell drilled his first home run of the year as the Longhorns have won seven in a row now, part of this 14-game homestand that will continue this weekend with the University of New Orleans in town. College basketball, field of 64 now set. For tournament play beginning today, last night, Fairleigh Dickinson and Arizona State won the final two play-in games. FDU is going to move on to be, to be the uh, 16th seed in the East and play at Nevada. 11th seed uh, Arizona State will be out west now. Big dance tips off this morning at 11-15. 16 first-round games, including the Longhorns. Uh, second seed in the Midwest bracket. They'll face the 15th seed Colgate, 625 this evening. Our extended pregame coverage here on the Horn goes live at 530. Busy day around the National Football League. You know that. It started with the uh, release of Ezekiel Elliott. It is now official. Came down yesterday afternoon when the league year opened. Cowboys had to do something that they were going to be over the salary cap, so they have cut their running back of the last seven years, 27 years old, two times a rushing champion. He will be designated a post-June 1 cut which will save the team nearly $11 million towards their salary cap this season. Team owner Jerry Jones said in a statement that the decision to release the third all-time leading rusher in franchise history was difficult but necessary and mutual. He said they're going to get some salary cap flexibility for the team, and Zeke's going to get to experience free agency. Also yesterday, Aaron Rodgers, that saga took another turn as the four-time MVP quarterback was on the Pat McAfee show and confirmed that he's planning to play this season Intends to be playing for the New York Jets as any delays in making that move are because the Packers have dug in their heels and are kind of working on trade compensation. In Philadelphia, the defending champion Eagles are keeping a pair of their defensive cornerstones. Word that uh, Fletcher Cox, the defensive tackle, has agreed on a one-year deal to stay in Philly and the Pro Bowl cornerback Darius Slay will remain with the team. The two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year, uh, of course, the Eagles are there. They're keeping two guys. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose uh, a couple of players uh, because Orlando Brown, their left tackle, has agreed to a four-year deal with the Cincinnati Bengals, and Juju Smith-Schuster agrees to a three-year de- deal in New England. World Baseball Classic, Team USA took down Team Columbia 3-2. to two. They secure a berth in the WBC quarters. Mike Trout with all three RBIs, and we talked about the terrible scene with the Mets closer Edwin Diaz suffered what appears to be a serious right knee injury during the team's on-field celebration after they eliminated the Dominican Republic. He will undergo an MRI today. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Tree limbs are on the ground and steel chainsaws are on our shelves. So come get them and any other equipment to help with storm cleanup at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right, so we have got plenty to do. David Pierce, Brad Kellner, also uh, Craig Way report this hour. Salacious guys. So Craig is hanging out in Des Moines, Iowa. I wonder what Des Moines is like this time Yeehaw. of year. And uh, Jeff Howe's up there from Horns 24-7. That's a, that's a trip, man, from Des Moines. That's where the Longhorns are. Ready for the madness. All right, so Zeke Elliott is out. I do like the term experiencing 
free agency. That's what Zeke yeah, will get to what do. Jerry's trying to say is he's got enough of my money. Let's just go see who, if he can get somebody else's for a change. <laughs> well, I mean, and there's a, there's some thought in the Zeke cap that there'll be a market. And um, you know, this isn't it for him. He's going to keep on playing, and we'll see what that market looks like. We know the running back market in general is down, and uh, even great running backs right now are having a hard time getting the money that they believe they deserve. Uh, Zeke Elliott is no longer a great running back. Where do you all see him going? I don't have a good feel I, right this second. Buffalo? No. They need, a, they need a running back to go along with their quarterback that's going to get them to the Super pretty Bowl. pretty good in pass pro. They pass the ball a lot Dude, up they, there. They need a running back, the guy who can run, they can hand it off to, who can go 30, 40 yards, not six yards or two yards or, oh, he's made it a good yard and a half. They don't need a goal line runner. They I need a him going runner. to Seattle, too. Be a nice complimentary piece to Kenneth Walker. Losing Rashard Penny and, you know, Chris Carson. It's not a bad choice. Kind of a... They always seem like they're graveyard signing guys running backs. Yeah, they're signing guys off the streets over yeah. here up there. Well, I mean, I, I do think Buffalo's looking at running back, looking to add one. Will we, we talk about this with all these teams? Though, will they? There's only so many running backs you can draft, but uh, you kind of feel like the Bills will be in the market for a young running back. But you know, Zeke and Buffalo, they need some physicality at that position. But it just feels like in this spot, Zeke may have to wait a little bit. Because there's still better running backs than him available on the free agent market. And coming up in the draft, there's a lot of running backs yeah. in this draft. He could always come back to Dallas. Hey, well, I, that didn't. That's right. He's Dak's he, best friend. They could just live he could together and stuff. experience free agency and then bring him back on a minimum deal. Would you say he experienced homelessness at <laughs> That's the what Cowboys? They call it. Yeah, experience, experience, you know, he gets to experience free agency now. Yeah. Which, you know, Jerry. Yeah, it's just like I said, another word for Jerry to say, I paid him enough. Somebody else can start paying this cat. Um, he's not the same guy. It's just not. I mean, and nobody ever is after the first couple of years in the NFL at, at that position. And he's but, already he's already making like close to six million dollars this year, paid from the Cowboys, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's got money. He's not like he's not getting paid. The oh, Cow- so he's got rent money. Well, remember the Cowboys. This will not. The, 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 they won't be able to spend this eleven million dollars in savings until June when they because they can after can, June first. You, you can designate it a June cut to, to to get yourself under the salary cap, but you can't use that money until. He's officially off the books, and that will be June 1st. Uh, and that's probably what they'll use to sign the draft class uh, that they draft coming up in, in April, uh, at the end of April. But the Cowboys have about $20 million in cap space now to, to, to continue to maneuver. Now, by the way, we talked a lot yesterday about uh, Nuke Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and, you know, are the Cowboys in the mix? Jane Slater, uh, Lifetime Longhorn, she had a, a tweet last night about DeAndre Hopkins. She covers the Cowboys and says, uh, Covering my bases, I've asked anything to D-Hop rumors now with more restructuring of Zeke and Zeke being released a source. No D-Hop talk from us. Guess he's telling everybody he wants to be a Cowboy. Any surprises right now like Gilmore coming? No. So that, according to Jane Slater, that the word from her sources within the Cowboys is they're not talking about DeAndre Hopkins. No. no. Yeah, someone says, I mean, yeah, Zeke, don't start off the season. Get yourself a lot of rest. Bulk up. Get pumped up and come back in the middle of the season to somebody when they need a running back. Put out some good workout videos on the beach. There you go. Yeah, yeah, some good marketing. Well, yeah, that, that, that'll be interesting to me is what the market is for Zeke, right? I mean, it's you know, is it something that people maybe until after the draft comes and goes, and if you don't get the running back you're looking at, maybe then you come back to Zeke. I just or there there may be a team that that's looking to add a veteran like this. Who I mean, we. we it's not like Zeke's a bad player now. He just is not worth the money that Jerry gave him with the big contract. We know he was he was not performing to the value, and Jerry should have never gone there with him. But at the same time, if you get him at a value, 
and he can still help your football team. And he's a, but he's not a star player anymore. No, he's just a, just a good, reliable player. Which, look, I mean, that's that's how good teams are. You you build around a few star players because they make them up a majority of your salary cap, and then you have dependable guys that are reliable and are good team players. I mean, yeah, then you get older and they release you. See you. Uh, but I do think Zeke will be playing on a team. I just don't know how, how quickly the market will come to him. Because uh, I do think, again, there are other running backs that are available that are better than him right now um, that you can have. And those rookie deals, he with all these. this is a really nice crop of running backs coming out from all over the place this season. He says, yeah, listening to Craig Way yesterday, sounds like Des Moines sounds miserable snow and high of 25. Oh, dang. No thanks. Hey, at least there's nothing to do for that team except for prepare for this game. It's in the hotel. No shenanigans going on. It says Zeke ends up in Chicago. Uh, this says Zeke to Denver. Okay. That's where, remember, Tony Dorsett went to Denver when he was done in Dallas. He ended up with the Broncos. And, but, you know, Zeke's only 27, right? I mean, when Tony Dorsett was left the Cowboys, he was already in his 30s, was he not? Um, after his Hall that of Fame was, career that in was Dallas. The end, yeah, that was the end of the line for him. Because I, I, I think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, Zeke at 27 – He's still a, a pretty good player. He's not a great player, but he just you can't pay him what you were paying him, and that's why the Cowboys have to cut him. And you can't pay him while you're paying Tony Pollard your franchise no. tag dollars at over $10 million. So can't do both. Can't do both, and that's why he was cut yesterday. Uh, also from the NFL, this Aaron Rodgers story, he's going to be back. How do they work out the compensation becomes the question. And, of course, leave it there and to put it into the Packers. Show. This isn't about me, y'all. I've already told the Jets what I'm going to do. I I haven't told you, Adam Schefter, that I'm coming back, but I have told, I have every intention to come back. I do find it interesting that he said when he went into his darkness retreat, he was 90% sure he was going to retire. Like that was kind of in his head. And then when he came out of the dark, he had changed Somebody his mind. Somebody pinched him in the dark. Well, yeah, he said he came out and he wanted to keep playing. Uh, something he found in there. Uh, that, that and, he, and, that's, and then he came out and kind of realized that the Packers are ready to move on from him, he says. And. He's uh, he's willing to go to the Jets, but they got to work out the compensation, and that's the problem. It's only been a year since Aaron Rodgers signed that mega contract right. that made him the highest paid player in the league. Uh, it's been one year uh, this week that he signed that deal. So, how did the Jets handle that? And obviously, the the compensation as far as draft picks go. And how did the Jets handle that? The fact that that guy won't do that again at the end of this year if things aren't working out. I mean, how do you sign? I mean, what do you sign him to when you know every year is going to be turmoil with this guy? Just is. Well, I mean, look, he's signed. That's the thing. They're not going to rip up that contract. They have to. They may have to. They got to figure something out with it. How much of that contract are the Packers going to absorb? Uh, as far as paying Aaron Rodgers, how much? Because I do. I do think that one is related to the other. The the Jets are willing to pay him more if they don't have to give up so much draft capital. If they're going to be held out on the the big draft capital, then well, maybe we need you to take some of that salary. We need you to eat some of that. We'll give you two first-round draft picks, but we're going to need you to, to cover some of the some of the cash. Uh, that that all needs to be negotiated, and those are the things they're working out. Uh, but you know, safe to say it'll get done. That's scary. Safe to two say, two first-rounders. Well, that's what the. Uh, Have you said they got that for Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell Wilson was was have, I mean the Rams when they traded for Matt Stafford, and now again Rams traded for Matt Stafford. He was thirty-one years old, and so. This is a guy who's 39 years old. I mean, how how much does that change the dynamic? That gives me a first, and I'll give you a third and a second. See ya. Can't give you two firsts. How about this, Ram and Rogers? Yeah. Just that. First, we'll give you a first round pick. 
They'd probably send Zach Wilson, the quarterback, if they want And we'll have to give you Zach, too, <laughs> along the we'll way. We'll give you our young quarterback. But I think there's a thought in, in New York I don't that, that Zeke, they're not giving up on Zach Wilson, that if they get Aaron Rodgers, that maybe this is the guy to learn from. That Because that, Aaron oh, Rodgers Because he's been a great teacher in the past, right? Well, I mean, he was— Great teammate. Yeah, because for I, I mean, this may be one of those. I mean, remember he went into the dark, and all these things come to him in the dark. This is this is going to be more of his defining moment. This because this is the last stop on the bus stop for Aaron Rodgers. He's not. Well, I shouldn't say yeah, that because, I mean, as I said, in one year he could cause a lot of problems. Me quarterbacking somewhere else, but I I got to believe he wants to leave. I, I got to believe if this is it, this would be it for him after the Jets. How old was Brett Favre when he went to the Jets? Roughly the same age. It's about and the same. What year? Like, how old was Brett Favre when he retired? What, like, forty-two, forty-one? Uh, the, he was throwing I'll, picks in Minnesota. Yeah, we got because he finished in Minnesota, and it is somewhat similar, as we've said, that it's very similar, obviously. That when Aaron, when Brett Favre went to the Jets, the owner Woody Johnson wanted it, and the coach Eric Mangini didn't. Uh, wanted to go a different direction, and w- owner won because the owner wins. It's his team. And then, in this case, there's thought that Robert Sala and the, the coaches with the Jets wanted Derek Carr. Uh, and they offered him a lot of money. But in the end, the owner again wanted Aaron Rodgers. And, and here we go. Um, trying to find his age. He, he went to the Jets in 08. Brett Favre did. And they got off to a good start there, if you remember. Uh, went 8-3. and three, But then he said some injuries set in for, for Brett Favre. And uh, the season didn't end very good. Is uh, the... And that, that was the end of that run. Then he went to Minnesota in 09, and they made a run at the NFC Championship. Yes. Remember, he went all the way almost to the Super Bowl with your Vikings. And his final season for Brett Favre was 20-10. and 10. Uh, So he's been retired you know, 13, 12, 13 years now. But uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets likely happened. I mean, and I'll say this. You know, you say he's not a great teacher for Zach Wilson. I mean, just learning from a guy like Aaron Rodgers to get let, let Zach Wilson grow up a little bit can only help you. He's only in his second year as a rookie quarterback or second-year quarterback, young guy. Um, you know, is he going to be the backup? Because Mike White, remember, was the backup. He signed with the Dolphins. That's right. So he's gone. Uh, so you would think that, that Zach Wilson will still be there and learning. And I, what I heard Aaron Rodgers, because I didn't see the whole interview with Pat McAfee, I didn't see the sound bites. And he said, I mean, he, he's a big fan of Jordan Love. I mean, he says he's a good dude. He thinks he's ready to take the reins. And doesn't sound like he's been a, a guy that's been, a, been surly to Jordan Love. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was pretty matter of fact. Look, when they drafted him, when they traded up to get him, he said, for me, that was pretty obvious that that was the direction they're going. I mean, and it would be for anybody. And he said, the only reason I'm still here is that I had two MVP seasons. And that made it difficult to move on with two MVPs. Last year was not as good. The injuries and the season wasn't as good. So this is why this is happening now. And it is time for Jordan Love to to take the reins. And so uh, could there be a similar thing with, with Zach Wilson? Because uh, when he gets to New York, I mean, how many years he has left? And you're right. I mean, there could be drama for him next offseason. Right. Or he could spend two years there and, and retire and then bring that kid into play. By the way, Zeke to, to uh, the Texans, not a bad idea. They got a young running back. Uh, yeah, I mean, Damian Pierce, uh, and he's, I, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know if there would, would be interest in that conversation, but um, I mean, I, I would think. Zeke's going on a deal. I mean, he's not, well, getting, look, he's think, not getting the money. He, we know what kind of running back. I think Damian Pierce can be an every down back for Houston, but right. I also think that they were going to be in the market for kind of a. Another young guy, another kind young, of back, but yeah. a different kind of back, right? One of the the Devin A. Chain kind of back. I think it's something Houston would be looking for because Damian Pierce, the second year guy to be out of Florida, is a physical, hard nose, kind of a Zeke type running back. Marshawn yeah, see, Lynch. that's the thing that everybody can get. I mean, when you when you talk about Zeke, he's 
you can call him an every down back, but what he is is a guy that he's a first, gets you a first down, you know, you know, third and whatever. He knows how to run at the goal line. He can pass protect. But you look at it overall, you say, we can get a better back than that. We can get somebody to do those kind of things. Sure. I mean a younger a younger player. For sure. And and cheaper. And cheaper, you're right. Well, that, and cheaper. That, well at this point, but you just don't know what what Zeke's contract demands are going to be here. But for Houston, I think they're gonna be in the market. I mean, Devin A. Chain, as I said, is the kind of guy Houston would be looking for in my mind. Yeah, they need a difference maker that can catch and go to the distance. Well, and, and I like Devin A. Chain, by the way. I do, I I do we, too. We talk about these running backs in this draft. A. Chain is a, you know, some guys are track guys that play football. This is a football guy that runs track. Mm-hmm. And Aggie fans know this. He was a tough runner when he needed to be. That guy is a touchdown waiting to happen when he gets the ball in his hands. And he showed that at the combine when he ran, you know, 4 3. I mean, the guy can fly. Uh, that's yeah, I mean, the, we've seen them all. I mean, just, I mean, the kid at TCU. Obviously, Bijan Robinson, guy at Alabama. There's like four or five running backs that can that can absolutely just play, and he's in the he's in that group. Well, and but I, for me, when you say at Houston for Zeke, I, but I think they're kind of Houston would be kind of looking like for the A chain kind of guy because just that change of pace, third down kind of back that that can be explosive. That really helps the offense. Yeah, because uh, to me, Damian Pierce is, is a similar runner to Zeke. He's just younger. Uh, the, the running style similar. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's some uh, Zeke. We got Aaron Rodgers on the way. Eagles retained a couple of their cornerstone guys, and somebody texted and said, "Hey, hoping my Eagles resign Gardner Johnson today." Yeah, well, they they've got Fletcher Cox back, and they've got uh, Jonathan Bradbury is back playing corner, and it looked like Darius Slay was going to be gone, and they said he could seek a trade. I guess there wasn't a trade partner. And, so he's uh, still there. That was the report last night that Darius Slay plans to be back with the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, so Eagles not losing as much on that defensive side as we thought they might. We'll be back. When we do, we're talking baseball, Texas baseball in particular, with David Pierce. Horns on a seven-game win streak. And part of this long 14-game road trip, or or homestand, I should say, are they figuring some things out, uh, defining some roles? We'll talk to Coach Pierce next. B&E. All right, before we get to Coach Pierce, let me uh, mention some breaking news from us. We've been holding on to this all morning long. They said we couldn't announce it until 8.30, and now we can announce it, Buck. Big concert coming to Austin, Texas. How about this one, Buck? You saw him sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl at an incredible level, maybe the best we've seen since Whitney Houston. That's right, coming to Austin on December, on October the 20th of this year. October the 20th of this year. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Nice. It's coming to Austin, Texas, along with Charlie Crockett and Nikki Lane. It's the All-American Roadshow Tour, and we are announcing it right now. And tickets will go on sale tomorrow. You can't buy tickets to this show until tomorrow at 10 o'clock. But if you go to hornfm.com, hornfm.com, and register, you can uh, win a pair of tickets before you can even buy them to this concert. It's Chris Stapleton, along with the up-and-coming Charlie Crockett and Nikki Lane at the Moody Center on October the 20th of 2023, Chris Stapleton coming to Austin, one of the biggest draws and shows in the world right now, uh, Chris Stapleton. So win them before you can buy them even. They go on sale tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Coming to right the Moody here, Center. Uh, pretty pretty cool. Uh, it is on the website, hornfm.com. So our website will be you know, crowded and littered. You can do a lot there. You can uh, uh, check in with your bracket and make sure you're filling them out. And you can also... Uh, you know, register to win some Chris Stapleton tickets. And also let uh, Mrs. Hogan know that she's on my prayer chain 
Hope your mom's doing good. Yeah, my mom's Thursday. been in the hospital. Uh, I told She's you on my chain. Some our fathers and hail marys. Appreciate that. We uh, she went in for some kidney opera, You know, get some kidney stones removed last week, and um, had a little bit of a setback there. And then she was back in this week with some issues. So she's doing good though. A little, little scary earlier in the week, Buck, but uh, nothing that a couple of prayers. The help, that's those right. always a lot help. of prayers and uh, good doctors there at St. Luke's, and so uh, mom's doing good. So thank you for that, by the way. Appreciate it. But um, uh, by the way, we're we're going to talk to David Pierce coming up, but he just informed you, Ty, that he's not feeling well. Yeah, he's uh he's a little under the weather. He said, give him a call around nine a.m. He should be good to go. All right, so we'll get to Coach Pierce coming up. We're not not calling him. Okay, we've already called him. We need to understand you people, you people, you people. That won't don't let us get out of the way. You we understand it. You won't forget that. You people. You people won't ever forget that. Well, happen. Look, well, looking forward to talking to Coach Pierce about this baseball team because in the midst of this basketball run and the madness in Texas and all that's going on, men and women, um, you know, beginning play in the tournament. This baseball team. Remember, they came back from Cal State Fullerton and they were, uh, you know, sitting at four and seven. And things that, you know, the first 11 games did not go as planned. But they played some really good competition. Now they've won seven in a row. And the competition obviously has been, you know, more easier to handle. But at the same time, you got to go win baseball games. And they've done that. And the question becomes, where are they now? Because you got one more series. And this, this New Orleans team that's coming in this weekend, they're 11-6. and six. I mean, they're, they're a quality they baseball team. Runs. They can score some runs. So Texas will play New Orleans this weekend. Then Incarnate Word on Tuesday. And then, then the, the ratchet's up with conference play because Texas Tech's running in here on March the 24th. Hey, uh, pitch hitting for Coach David Pierce, who's going to now join us in the 9 o'clock hour. Look who it is. We got this guy up. He is a star of, uh, of afternoon radio in Houston, Texas. Used to be with us right here in Austin, Texas. He is our friend Brad Kellner. Brie how are you on the Vaqueros Hotline? Uh, I'm doing well, fellas. How are y'all? Doing fantastic, BK. Uh, you're, you're, you're working on this Thursday, I know you know there's a lot of basketball to be played. You got load management days off or what? <laughs> Come on, Buck. I've never taken a day off in my life. You guys know that. I'll be uh, I'll be working today. You'll be working and you'll be watching games. Though. How's your bracket? You feeling good about it? Let me uh, let me start with this because I, I was thinking, man, who can we talk to about this Midwest bracket? Houston, Texas, and I was like, let's call BK because he's right there in the city of Houston doing radio every afternoon, three to seven. Uh, you are a Longhorn graduate, so I know you know this Rodney Terry team very well. How do you uh, size up this Midwest bracket, and how do you think uh, you know Houston and Texas match up? Yeah, well, to answer your first question, I feel terrible about my bracket <laughs> to the point where I'm still working on it two and a half hours before the first games tip off. Uh, man, this thing is killing me this year. But, no, the, uh, the Midwest region is a lot of fun. I'm really high on this Houston team. Uh, they were my preseason pick to win it all. I was really hoping Texas was going to avoid the Cougs in their bracket. It would have been awesome to get a Houston versus Texas matchup at NRG in the final four. That would have been so huge for the state of Texas. I was kind of hoping the committee would split these teams up for a number of reasons. But now the Cougs are really good. They're incredibly physical. I mean, what Kelvin Sampson has done with this program down here is spectacular. Obviously, a big question for them is the health of Marcus Sasser, first-team All-American, their best player got hurt in the conference uh, conference semifinal game. Sounds like he's going to play for the Cougs today. Uh, I don't think they need him this weekend. I think they can beat Northern Kentucky and then the winner of an 8-9 matchup without him. But, look, obviously, if we get to Texas and Houston next weekend, uh, if Sasser can't play or if Sasser's a little banged up, that's advantage Texas. So, yeah, this Houston team is really good. They're incredibly well coached. They're physical as hell on the defensive end of the floor. They don't beat themselves. So if uh, we do get that matchup next weekend in the Elite Eight, 
Texas is going to have to play incredibly well to find their way to the Final Four. Uh, give me your thoughts on this Longhorn team. They're going to play Colgate today and maybe a matchup with the Aggies. I mean, how does how do you feel like the Longhorns can do? I mean, they, they come off the Big 12 tournament playing their best basketball. Uh, what's, what's your feel for Ronnie Terry's group? Well, I haven't brushed my teeth since Selection Sunday uh, in solidarity with uh, Texas going up against Colgate. So I'm hoping the Longhorns win because otherwise I won't be brushing my teeth for the rest of my life, I don't think. But, uh, no, it's it's good. I mean, look, the 7-10 – I honestly think Texas A&M is the most underseeded team in the tournament. And Penn State's playing some really good basketball, too. So I think Texas will find a, a way relatively easily today against the fighting toothpaste. But uh, A&M Penn State could be interesting. I like this Texas team. I mean, the resiliency they've shown this year has been pretty spectacular. You guys have obviously seen it. Y'all have been all over it on the show, I'm sure. Uh, it's been fun to watch. And, you know, I know it's cliche, but it feels like this Texas team is playing its best basketball at the right time. And you know, for guard play. Go ahead, Buck. And BK, you know, with, with A&M, I mean, if, if they can just keep, if they can keep Penn State just absolutely cold as cold can be from the three-point line, Penn State has no presence underneath. Nothing in the paint. They'll, they don't even want to try to get into the paint. They just want to shoot threes. And if the Aggies played the defense that they played at the end of the season, that's a tough sledding for Penn That's a tough sled uh, ride for Penn State, I believe. It is. It is. And, yeah, these are two of the hottest teams in the country. And, look, Penn State's got this player, Jalen Pickett, who is one of the best in all of college basketball. I mean, he's the type of guy who can put his team on his back and uh, lead them to a deep tournament run. I, I do think Penn State is a bad matchup for A&M. Uh, A&M thrives at the free throw line. They get fouled a lot. They make their free throws. Penn State does not foul very much. Uh, Penn State also doesn't turn the ball over a whole heck of a lot. So I think those are two things that kind of – don't bode well for a and I actually have Penn State winning that game, so I think we'll get Texas and Penn State on Saturday. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it could go either way. Those are two, te- two good teams, and, look, I feel good about Texas uh, against either of them making it to the Sweet 16 for the first time in way, way too long. That's a great point on A&M. They're number one in the nation in free throws made per game, so they make almost 20 free throws a game, 19.2, which leads the nation. And if you don't foul them and put them on the line, they have a hard time scoring. Buzz Williams seems like to play team likes to play games in the 60s. Uh, Texas, for that matter, even tonight against Colgate, uh, BK, uh, Texas is a you know when they play good defense, like we saw them playing in the Big 12 tournament, where they're holding teams to 57 points and 60 points. I've got the stat, uh, BK, when they hold opponents 72 or under. Texas is 25-0. and 0. Uh, When they play that good brand of defense on top of the efficient offense they have, they are really, really well, they're unbeatable this year. And that will be the case with Colgate because Colgate is like 114th in, in de- defensive efficiency. Texas is going to be able to score against Colgate. Can they slow down the offense uh, that averages almost 80 points a game? I think so. I mean, Colgate's the best shooting, uh, best three-point shooting team in the country. So that always worries you when you go up against a team like that in the tournament. If they're just hot, sometimes there's nothing you can do, right? You can play stifling defense, but if uh, guys are making shots, then sometimes things are out of your control. But, look, I mean, Colgate hasn't played a team as good as Texas. Texas is incredibly physical. They've improved their defense. Like, right after the whole Chris Beard situation went down and Rodney Terry took over, the defense kind of fell off for a little bit, but it feels like they're back on, and this team is defending incredibly well. You obviously mentioned the study. We saw it firsthand in Kansas City last weekend. Uh, yeah, this is a major, major step up in competition for Colgate. So, yeah, they score a lot of points. Yeah, they shoot the ball really well, but they haven't gone up against a defense as long and as physical as Texas, which has done pretty well at defending the three ball this year. So, uh, look, Vegas, I mean, the, the money's coming in on Colgate. It really is. I think the line's gone down three, three and a half points since this past weekend. And 
I've got a lot of UTSD uh, with this team in the tournament. <laughs> they obviously haven't been good, and they've really struggled against the spread. I mean, Texas is 1-9 against the spread in their last 10 tournament games. But, and it sure feels like this team is different. Uh, once again, the experience is there. They've got guard play, which are a couple of things I really, really value at this time of the year. So uh, I feel pretty good. It might be, might be interesting in the first half, but I think Texas is going to find a way and, and pull away and make things pretty comfortable when it's all said and done. Now, do you care, BK, if Timmy, Timmy Allen comes off the bench or if he starts? I mean, the three-guard situation has worked out pretty well, and, but Timmy Allen's coming off an injury. Do you, do you, do you want to see him early and see how he looks early, or do you bring him off the bench? For me, I just think they go back with what they started with as, as him being one of the starters and bring Rice off the bench. I mean, I, I got to see a guy who's who's hurt that I expect to play a lot of games for me. I want to see how well he plays early, I got to believe, instead of saying, okay, come off the bench at the, you know, six minutes, seven minutes into the game, now you come in. I know that seems early, but I want to see him even earlier if he's ready to play. Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Okay. I mean, considering how good Texas looked without Timmy Allen last week, like, if they want to ease him back into things a little bit, I think it's fine. I mean, you you can make an argument that Serge Barry Rice is like the second or third best player in this conference this year. Yep. And just all around with everything mm-hmm. he brings to the table, which is interesting because he comes off the bench. But uh, what that guy does for this team, I mean, if he starts and he comes off the bench, I don't think it matters too much. Uh, love that Timmy Allen's back. Love that he's going to play. I think he needs to be a key part of this thing. If Texas is going to make that deep run that we all hope they do make. But, yeah, I don't know if it matters uh, too much who starts today, but – You definitely want Timmy Allen to be a part of things because, look, Texas is a deep team, but generally in March, teams shrink the rotations a little bit. So I am fascinated to see, you know, what type of minutes Brock Cunningham gets and how Christian Bishop gets involved and uh, how much does Arterio Morris play. Usually teams will shrink the bench a little bit and just go with their best guys. So I do wonder how uh, minutes are going to look, but – yeah, regardless of if Timmy Allen starts or come off the bench, uh, comes off the bench, I do think he's going to be a, a big part of this. BK, last thing, and we appreciate you jumping in here with David Pierce wanting to push back a little bit. Uh, we were going to talk to you at 9, but the, the Kansas Jayhawks, you know, people know you. You're a Kansas fan, a Longhorn graduate, and you're covering the, the city of Houston, so the perfect guy. What about your Jayhawks? Uh, Bill Self is going to be back on the bench, and he says he's healthy. Uh, they, they won the Big 12 regular season or a one seed. You feeling good about them or concerned? I'll tell you what, Coach Pierce owes me one for getting me out of bed this early. (laughs) Better make it to Omaha to pay me back for all of this. Uh, Man, it's look, there hasn't been a repeat national champ since 06, 07. And I think Kansas is in the toughest region. I think the committee hosed Kansas a little bit by not putting them in the Midwest right there in Kansas City. And, boy, you've got five of the top 11 teams in Ken Palm in that West region. So it's going to be tough for Kansas. You don't want to count them out. They've got more quadrant one wins than anybody in the country. I think they're glad that they avoid Texas in their region because the Longhorns have obviously given them fits in recent weeks. So you don't want to count out a Bill Self coach team. He's the best coach in college basketball right now. Uh, Kansas is deep. They're experienced. But, man, I don't, I don't see him making it back to the Final Four. I think the region is too tough. Right now I have them going down to UConn in the Sweet 16. So they're good, but they're not as good as last year's team. And I don't think uh, there's much of a threat for a repeat for them. All right, buddy. Uh, appreciate you getting up out of bed. And uh, we'll check in again, obviously, if uh, the horns continue to move through. Houston, that uh, collision course would be in the Elite Eight next weekend. Uh, if they can both get there, it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you, BK. Thanks, BK. Yep. Y'all the best. Talk soon. All right, Brad Kellner, uh, our former producer, former co-host, corner colleague, and now doing great stuff down in the city of Houston on ESPN 97.5. You can find him on Twitter, at Brad Kellner, and catch up with him. Always good to hear his voice on these airways. We come back, we'll hear... 
your voice on these airwaves. It's Blitz time. Let it up. 447-3776. David Pierce will join us as well. It is uh, B&E. Here's Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just the gossip. That's right. The gossip is here. Brought to you by Bud Light, the icy cold, frosty Bud Lights. Perfect for this rainy Thursday where you just want to get inside and watch basketball anyhow. So have some Bud Lights, watch some hoops. Twin Peaks is where we'll be this afternoon with Ball Don't Lie. That's a nice indoor spot. Also, the covered outdoor patio could be a place for you out there. Uh, so get on, get on in and get on in. Get those frosty ones. I think at, I think at Twin Peaks they've got those big mugs, Buck. Oh, the big ones, yes. Big mugs. They're all they're icy cold. Ooh, that's good. Watching hoops. Get the brackets in. I'm kind of like BK on that. I don't really feel good about my bracket. I really don't. I do. I got the best bracket in America right now. Best bracket in America. Yep. I'm kind of like clueless in Seattle here. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, somebody asked, several on the text line asked, hey, I can't find the Chris Stapleton contest at the website. So go to hornfm.com and then uh, go to the contest page. You go over to that little more tab at the right corner side right above our Twitch stream cameras. And you'll see the uh, the contest page. Click on that, and the top of that is win tickets to the Chris Stapleton All-American Road Show. Before you can buy them, they go on sale tomorrow. Hey, Buck, uh, you're a dog lover. Yes, I am. For the first time in nearly three decades, the United States of America has a new favorite dog. Yeah. The Labrador Retriever has been number one as the country's favorite dog for 31 years. I can get that. Not anymore, though. The American Kennel Club has announced that the French Bulldog scary say the bulldog is problem. now America's most popular dog breed for the first time. Number one, French Bulldog. Now two is Labrador Retriever. Three, Golden Retriever. Four, German Shepherd. Five, Poodles. French Bulldog. The French is that short for pit bull? No. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? Pit bull is a bulldog, correct? Is a form of a bulldog? Like a breed of a bulldog? I'm yeah. A, I think so. But I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Now the French bulldog, those little ones with the flat face, but they're kind of like a, a yeah, French bulldog, a little smaller than the big, like the real bulldog, like Ugga, the but skinnier. The, the ears like a rat. Yeah. Oh, those little rats. Very friendly. Rat dog. Remember, Lady Gaga had the French bulldog. Oh yeah. Her, her dog walker got shot walking her dogs. Remember that deal? Like five dogs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I will admit that I am like 42 percent of our country, and I sleep on my side. Do you sleep on your side? I sleep everywhere. Low Ooh. shoulders, back, side. I have to sleep on my side. I, I do not sleep on my stomach. I can't I sleep on that. my back. I can't sleep on my stomach. It's either on my right or left shoulder. 42% of Americans say they sleep on their side. Now about this. The average person needs three pillows when they sleep. Three. And that would be me. I'm, I'm right on that. Really? Oh, for your back? You put one for your back? No, I have this like long five-foot pillow that I kind of wrap myself around. Oh, the curler. Or the curly pillow. Called. And then I have two pillows that I lay on with my head. One, yeah. I do have three. So I'm, I'm, I'm average with that. And I'm among 42% that sleep on their side. Mm. Do you like a firm pillow or a yes, soft pillow? Yes, firm. Firm for sure. Yeah, I like a pillow that's like my jeans, just ragged. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but, yes, so I'm right in that wheelhouse. Where are you, Ty? You sleep on your back? You sleep on your side? Where are you? I usually fall asleep on my side, 
but I wake up in any which way. I, I wake up on the end of the bed sometimes. I, I roll around, sleepwalk, sleep talk. Oh, I don't do all that stuff. You sleepwalk and sleep talk? When I was a kid, my dad I, several times had to get me out from the middle of the road because I'd walk out the front door and just go start sleeping in the street. It was a bad, it was an What's issue. wrong with this guy? That doesn't happen as much anymore, but the sleep talking is. Well, I'm glad that doesn't, because people just run your ass over now. Yeah. It says, "E, you building a fort in that bed?" No, I, I like to wrap my. You know, it's good for your spine, Buck, to wrap your, just have that pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your spine straight. That's what they tell me, I guess. Let's get to your blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The morning blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, here we go. First Blitzer, you're up. What's up, B&E? What's, What's up, man? Hey, man. I'm, you know me and you and E been down for a long time, like four flat tires. So, E, man, I wish your mom have a speed to recover. And two of my teams is in at Houston and UT. So, as long as one of them make it to the final four, I'm good. They give me a reason to go to Houston and give me some French's chicken with a jalapeno. I'm hot, baby. There you go, little Kev. Next blitzer, talk to us. Yeah, somebody's got to put in a call to Lee Sterling. He's picking Texas to win it all. He knows something because he said all this in Tuscaloosa. So, I want to know what he wants to know. Nice. Next blitzer, you're up. Good morning, Bucky. What's up? Uh, since they won last night, you can't play with my Fairleigh Dickinson yet. <laughs> <laughs> I had them. I'm undefeated in that bracket. Next blitzer, you're up. You people know whether it's life, football, basketball. You got to keep on pounding, baby. Pound them boards. Pound them boards tonight. Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, I have the hottest dog and the biggest dog, but no one's talking about it. This is Tim Duncan. Jeez. <laughs> So this sad. This is Tim Duncan. Next blitzer, you're up. Yeah. Be careful when filling out them brackets. You know how I roll in March. This is Shaka Smart. Boom, shakalaka. Ooh, it scares me. Next blitzer, talk to us. Gross, E. You sleep with a body pillow? You don't get swamp cock when you sleep with that thing? Let's go! That is... No. That is a first. I refuse to answer that question. Oh my, don't answer that, please don't. I throw my, I throw my in between my legs pillow on the on, on the ground and by the bed before the night's up. I can't sleep with that thing in my crotch. Because well, you sleep naked too. Well, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Nothing else. I'm, Just, a, t- I'm a top on, no pants kind of guy. Uh, I'm, I'm with the buck over there. Since my kids have moved out, I'm an empty nester. I figure, what do I need clothes? I don't need clothes. It is a lot. Bit. It's a lot. Nicer. My kids were living at the house. I mean, you got to when you start can, wandering around. Yeah, start not, sleepwalking. Like, like Ty who wanders around outside. Hey, we come back. We're talking to David Pierce, uh, talking Texas baseball. Also, uh, more on your brackets and the free agency and everything else. It's beating.